0: hello everyone welcome back to my podcast melissa's view aka mimi's view this is episode 31 today i am interviewing rachel asdale so let's get into it hi rachel
1: hi can you hear me
0: yes can you hear me
1: yep okay Loud loud and clear
0: all right so here we go Tell us your creative process. So I know you're, you're a filmmaker and an author. So walk us in, take us into that process for you. When, okay. Rachel, when Rachel is creating something, what is that process
1: like? Um, before, I, before I go into that, for those of you, for those of Melissa's art audience who don't know me which is most of you let me take you into a bit of my journey I'm I'm from Toronto Canada I was born with cerebral palsy I have um, two I have two sisters and one brother a mom and a dad my dad's a pastor and my mom's a well, she was a nurse, but she is a stay-at-home mom. And um, my school, my school journey, um, I was in all regular, all regular classes all during school, and then in high after high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I spent. I spent a good amount of time just um, uh, in a few writing courses and in, in a program for people with disabilities called Access for Success. After Access, I went to a, a few creative writing courses, tried journalism, didn't get into any programs, although I applied for five. And then here I was about I, I was about I think about 21. I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had tried to program again and it didn't work. So but I knew I was a good communicator, so I figured, well, if writing doesn't work, I, I can try communicating. And, and it, it went from there. Um, and yeah, so that's basically my backstory. Now, when you say creative process, which creative process do you mean? because I have so I have so many things that I do when every creative process is a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, well well, take us into either one of your creative processes, meaning when you're writing a book or when you're creating a film. like either one of those. first so- of all,
1: first of all I haven't created a film yet. Okay. I I, tr- I tried. Um, I did have a company, but that folded because I didn't know what I was doing. But as far as as far as writing, um, mm-hmm. as far as my writing process, um, my writing process usually starts with a question. Um, I've, I've written three independent novels. First novel was Pictures of Silver. Second novel was Jesse's Destiny. And third novel was, um, The Soldier and a Stripper. And each, um, novel, each creative process for a novel is a bit different. Um, For for Pictures of silver my first novel, I wrote it cold, which means I went from the start to the finish. Mm -hmm. I just wrote it in a matter of, I think, about a year. Wow. Um,
0: So I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to ask this question. So when you say your writing process Starts with a question. Can you give us an example of a question that led to you um, writing one of your novels?
1: Oh, um, Pictures of Silver*. Um, um, it's about a man who likes to fool around in the church. So I saw this because I've been I've been going to church for years. So I saw this kind of. Uh, man, all around they would go to church and fool with women. So I figured, what what would happen if I explored that a bit more? So I came up. Um, so I started writing the character of Devon, which is my main character, and Jessica, which is the one he falls in love with. My question for that novel was. Um, what would happen if one of these guys met a woman that he couldn't fool with? Uh. so that's where that question came from, and that's where pictures of silver started unravel- unraveling. Mm-hmm. Now, now with my second novel, which is called Jesse's Destiny. That's about um, uh, a Christian singer who who falls in love with a lawyer, and then they date, and then they get married. But on their honeymoon, she gets into an accident, and Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of craziness that happens after that. And Mm -hmm. my question for that was, what would happen if... If you're, first of all, I had two questions for that. One. What happens if an ordinary person fell in love with their favorite uh, musician? And secondly, how would they deal with if that musician, if that, uh, if one of them ended up with a disability? So that's the question for that. Yeah. And- And with a soldier and a stripper. Now that process was a little different. That process, I got pictures in my head. Tell me, so okay, I I got. It was like a it was like a movie in my head. So I was like, what if what what if a man and a woman were born in the on the same day and they kind of uh didn't like each other because they were always forced together and that's how that came about
0: interesting um because that that title is always one that i felt in- interesting even though i haven't like dived in yet as far as reading it but that title is jarring. Talk to me about just the title of the the soldier and the stripper.
1: Like okay, okay. Here's it's so weird because I said to I said to the Lord, what I have this great story. I have no idea what to title it, and yeah. he said, call it the soldier and the stripper, because um he it in his later life yeah uh like i said before uh they they meet when they're born but they separate something happens something really juicy happens and then they separate and then they meet um about uh 15 years later at the, mm-hmm. at the time that they meet, he's a soldier, and and she's a uh, exotic dancer or a stripper. So that's where mm-hmm. that title kind of comes from.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's pretty cool to hear your process on how. Um, the books manifest and come to life so tell us the story of how you got into ministry because i know when we talked up you days ago you said you had never really told me that whole that story. whole
1: that whole story uh well sure um like i said like i said at the start of this podcast, I didn't know what what to do, so I was kind of, I was like nineteen. You no, know, I was a bit older than nineteen. I think twenty. Mm-hmm. And I, and I figured, and I, first of all, I went. I wanted to go to Christian University, so. Uh, I went to a Christian university. Initially, I went to Tyndale College, which is my univer- Tyndale University now, um, for English. That's that's in Toronto. Right? Yeah, I yeah, I was um, an English major, but it was frankly taking too long. I took two classes a semester, and and. With that, it was taking too long. So, fast forward, I was about 25 at this point, and Tyndale had a a fast track program for 25 year olds. And so, um, just when I was about to turn 25, they started this program, and I I thought, okay, I can go at night. I can do this, and then at least I get a degree—not the one I initially wanted, but hey, a degree is a degree. Let's go for it. So, I—I <laughs> I went through that, and then after enduring that process, I tried e- everything to get into ministry at my church. I tried I tried getting helping with the worship ministry. I tried submitting ideas for the pastoral ministry. I tried Wait, I You tried, think you sing or no? No. I songwrite. I oh, can, wow, I can songwriter. I can write music and produce music. I don't sing. I'm kind oh, of Oh. I'm kind of a writer-producer, kind of. So I figured I could help, like maybe with the choir, pick songs for the worship team, and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and I tried, and I and I tried submitting a few plays, and nothing worked. Nothing mm. gelled. So I <laughs> was, and I was like. Uh, I was getting really discouraged, quite honestly, because when you try and try and try and try and nothing's working, you get kind of discouraged, yeah, and it's it was seven years by this point, and
0: so I, how old were you at this
1: point? At this point, I believe I was let me say. Let me see, I'm 39 now, that was 2011, so I was about uh, tw- 27. 27. I was 27, and um, uh, I didn't know what to do, because I had so much to say, because uh, I, I knew the Lord was calling me to preach or do something in ministry and, or music and stuff like that because um, mm-hmm. c- he woke me up one night and said, you are a voice for a generation. Yes. So so I, I knew that he was calling me to preach, um, but I just had nowhere to do it because um, mm-hmm. the church I had gone to wasn't receptive to me. And uh, there was a day. <laughs> there was a day where the pastor says uh, they were having this. This um, I forget what it was, but I was. Um, you know, when you when you when you learn and grow, you start to change, and yeah. you know sometimes you grow out of things that don't fit you anymore because when I first started going to this um, church in Toronto I was happy I was like okay this is a new start. You were,
0: you were like I found my spiritual home this is great.
1: This, this is, great. is great this is wonderful <laughs> but at at this point I was uh, I was kind of I was kind of like Lord what do I do And I could I, uh, and they didn't know what to do so I um,
0: before you continue I want to ask you a question as it relates to this so like when the Lord speaks to you and says something pretty heavy like you are a voice for a generation what,
1: Rachel what is that like exactly uh, oh I'll tell you that story too I'll tell you the specifics of that story yes um, please I sorry I don't know how much time you have but I gotta tell you the specifics of the story um, I was <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was lying in my bed asleep and watching something for, uh, a prayer gathering from Ottawa I was... I was kind of dozing <laughs> when he said, "You're you to be a voice for a generation." I was like, yeah. uh, "Can I go back to sleep now?" <laughs> like, and that's what I thought. I said, like, "I said, like, okay. Okay. I said, "It's I okay. said it's uh, way okay. too early for this, Lord." Um can, can I just go back to sleep now? Right. I, I, <laughs> That's what I said.
0: Right. I find that really interesting because it's like you felt, to me it seems like you felt some level of peace when he told you that in order to be able to go back to sleep you had to feel some type of peace or no? Was it like... I think I was was just tired. Got
1: (laughs) tired or... I think I was just it's, it's one o'clock in the morning. Can can we talk about this later? <laughs> yeah. That's what I, what I said. It was nothing deep like that. I'm like, can we talk about this later? Yeah. But yeah, it, it is heavy. It is heavy. And I don't mean to make light of it. I was like, what? Me? Are you talking to the right person? Like... Right. so it was, it was it was heavy but at that time I was like can you j- can we just talk about this like, is, this, is the, this the right time
0: oh, well, I, I, okay, so I have a question that goes with that was it like "Oh, okay God I'll you know I trust you but God this is Heavy. like why why me why did you tell me uh, like, oh yeah i i still do have you, that. Do I, you
1: ever question or oh yeah feel like yeah yeah I, I still do that to this right. day every time i'm uh preaching on youtube which i, I will get to that later i will yeah. get to i will finish the story with that later um But every time I'm preaching on YouTube, I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure you want me? Yeah. And he said, yep, yep. I said, Lord, Lord," but I can't read the scriptures like other people and study like other people. He's like, I want you because you can speak to people that other people can't speak to. Right. And and you'd be surprised how many people – with disabilities or without uh, disabilities around the world, contact me and say, that sermon really blessed me. Yeah. People stop my mom, my mom, and say, your daughter's sermon's really blessed me.
0: Yeah, because actually, and we'll talk about this, how I actually caught wind of you is like, Deshaunna, because...
1: I met I met you through her and yeah. All but, of, we'll, but we'll get to that later. I have to. I yeah. have, so your listeners can get a full view. Yeah, of, let's let's I, give, have, I have to go into how I did you how I started on YouTube and what happened.
0: So yeah, I, let's, let's give them the full picture. That, so I. A lot.
1: So that I, to- like so I told you, I told you about uh, trying to get into ministry at this church, yeah, and really not getting anywhere, yeah. Um, and let me clarify: the people at this church, most of them were lovely, wonderful people, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But um, you know how you, how you you kind of feel placated and not celebrated in a way,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
1: You kind of feel like pe- people just uh, placate you. Like, this is nice to have you, so inspirational, but they don't want what's in your head. They mm-hmm. don't care about what you could offer. They just care that it's a person with a disability and it's so inspirational. She comes every Sunday, but they don't want what's in your mind, what's in your head, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, the the day you wanted me to talk about, um, I think they were. Um, everybody was c- going up for their New Year's Eve blessing, and I had, um, I, I had uh this need to go to go to the altar a few weeks prior to that and then Mm -hmm. when i stepped out to go to the altar it was like this whole uh, these people were having a meeting oh should we let her go to the altar and blah 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 yeah not not even realizing that i'm a person of course I'm a person that needs forgiven of, to be forgiven of my sins or whatever. Yeah. I'm a person with struggles like everyone else. Right. So like it just kept th- these things kept building and kept building and on I think it was on a New Year's, a New Year's Eve thing or I can't remember what it was but the senior pastor of this mega church who who know me for seven for about seven years at this point said to me you will never get you will never get to ministry unless you get up out of this chair or something like that Mm -hmm. um melissa that devastated me yeah devastated me Cause this this was a person that I looked up to for years and for him to say that to me took me back to my childhood of crazy people doing crazy <laughs> things saying oh she'll, she'll walk at six and oh she'll do all that because yeah. well, I, I don't know if you know about the Evangelical Pentecostal background but they sometimes do the stupidest I mean. <laughs> the stupidest things i ha have, have had oil poured on me i like just some really stupid wow. things and to 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 think that you've come out of that right and then to go back into it, it was like, no, no, and ever um and ever since that Sunday that he told me that, I didn't go 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 to that church again.
0: Right. Um, well
1: and then okay. Like, and then okay, I I knew I had a calling from God. Yeah. And I knew uh something was going on. So I figured and YouTube had just come out. Because YouTube had come out in 2006. YouTube was a baby at this point. And this was 2011. So it was not very old at this point. And I was watching a video um, of just a video. I think it was a song from Waitress. And at the end of the song from Waitress, the person put. Well,
0: That's a play, correct?
1: Waitress, is that a play or? That it's what? both, but I'm talking about the movie. The okay, movie, the movie with so, Carrie, Carrie Russell from Felicity, and it's, it's a, a it's movie. a play though. It's a really good play too. But I'm talking about the movie Waitress. Okay. Um. So, I was watching it, and then at the end of this, this, um, the movie, at the end of the uh, video, the person said, well, I use this thing to upload this video, and the pictures were here. So, I figured, ooh, I can do that. So, mm-hmm. I, I downloaded the program which at that time was free. It's not free anymore. But at that time, it was free. And so I started uploading videos. And the first videos I uploaded uh, weren't weren't of myself. They they were songs with words on them. Uh, I would play not the words of the songs, but they were a little inspirational. Uh, they would have the song and have little inspirational words. So <laughs> I have um, my Matthew West series is like that. Matthew West is a Christian singer. And at, at that time, I did, I did every song on his Story of Your Life album. That, that was in... May 2011 and I have some pictures with just my picture and an audio file and I have and I have some and I have most with me speaking so that's been your journey sorry I know I know it's a long story but that's
0: no it's it's good because I think people see you on on Facebook and YouTube and um, it's interesting to dive into the background and I want to go back to where you experienced that uh, pastor say what he said to you what in that moment was going through your mind when you're like okay did you think I have to try and get out of this chair and my no,
1: disability no, is a hindrance. No, what? No, because no, I, because of how I grew up, I spent years thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And then when he said that to me, I was like, "You, you're not enlightened at all. You're not who I thought you were." So what? I said, "You're not who I thought you were." So.
0: I'm, I'm saying what as in those were that, um, like, the fact that he would say that to you. At first, I thought you were saying those were his exact words to you. And I'm like, what? But it, I think you and I were both laughing as you were first telling this story. Because I'm like, you know, that's just people's, you know, Ignorance. They don't under. They don't understand what it's like to have a disability because they, they don't. Have, they haven't experienced it, so they, they, they don't understand. And that's why I was laughing because I'm like, that just shows people's ignorance. But I I understand, as you do as well, that when God says something there's nothing that could stop
1: it's, it's like it's like that song by uh destiny's child when jesus say yes you know that song say yes by yeah. destiny's child by i, lo- I love that song Williams. yeah and beyonce and kelly kelly, kelly. And yeah, kelly yeah. They yes. they say all three of their names, but it's Destiny's Child still. Let's just call it what it is.
0: Yes, it's, and it's awesome. That song is awesome. I love this song.
1: It's a Christian song by Destiny's Child. People are so weird. So,
0: <laughs> and it's awesome. And you know what I think about when you say that too is the fact that you said people are so weird. Okay. They they've done secular music. We know them for that, but that doesn't mean they can't also love God
1: too. You know, yeah. Like, and like, and you know that interesting thing. If you, I can't do it anymore because of YouTube things, but because of YouTube restrictions and Facebook restrictions. But, um, early on, because I love music. Er, And early on, God gave me a gift to turn secular music around for the kingdom. So what I would do is play a secular song. If you look at my early videos, I'm talking uh, 2011, 2012, around (laughs) there. I would play a secular song and preach on the backdrop of that secular song. And relate it to the kingdom, it's really cool.
0: That sounds awesome. It's sounds really,
1: really sounds cool. Like it,
0: some, I can't. I can't, Kirk Franklin vibes.
1: I can't do it anymore because of the yeah. YouTube, you know, restrictions. Yeah. But um, but even now, I, I did, <laughs> I did, I, I've. I did uh, The Gospel According to Melissa Etheridge, who is a, oh wow a secular musician, and I, and I made um, reference to her music. I didn't play it like I used to, but I would make reference to her music. And like I told you, my ideas come from questions, whether it's writing a book or planning a sermon. Now, not every idea comes from a question or something creative, but most of them still do. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't talk about this project in detail. But one of the projects that I kind of am thinking about uh, involves uh, secular music as well. So yeah, um... but I can But I can't say more about that.
0: Um, no worries you you'll have to come back and give us all the the details yeah but it, it's interesting because like I just go back to your pastor that you looked up to, and it's interesting to me how people have their perceptions of someone or something when that's not really
1: what it is. You know? Yeah, but remember, people's perceptions are their reality, and sometimes you can't fool with people's reality, you just have to keep it moving. You just have yeah. to move.
0: move yeah, forward. so next question favorite childhood memory?
1: Oh, um, I think, uh. There's so many. Like, which one will I not get in trouble for? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I I think my favorite childhood memory is when I met Joe Carter. Joe Carter, uh, the the former the former baseball player for oh. the for the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: How how old were you? When you met Joe Carter,
1: I was eleven. I was eleven when I met Joe Carter.
0: That's cool. You said he played for the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: Yes, he um he he played for the Blue Jays, and he actually uh helped them win the the ninety three or ninety two World Series.
2: Hmm.
1: So I met him. He's a he's retired now, but he was a sportscaster too. Wonder mm-hmm. if he remembers me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, that's my favorite childhood memory. Okay. I actually, I actually have the videotape of it.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. Okay. Favorite holiday memory as a child?
1: Oh, uh, when we used to uh, every year, um, I used to we we all we all used to go to my aunt and uncle's house and have a lot of food and dancing. And it was so much fun.
0: For, like, any holiday
1: or... We would go for Christmas, usually. Oh, Christmas.
0: That's awesome. Okay, Rachel's favorite
1: comfort food? Oh, God. Uh, well, I I like popcorn. <laughs> I like popcorn. And pretzels. <laughs> and if I'm feeling really bad... Although I don't do this anymore because of diabetes, but chips! Oh my God, chips! Uh, in Canada, we have we have uh Lay's barbecue chips. There's a company called Lay's, and they, they make all kinds of snack food. And uh, I I like uh, popcorn and uh, pretzels, but if But if I were to go back uh, before diabetes, it would be uh, Lay's Barbecue Chips.
0: Awesome. Rachel's favorite book she's either read or
1: written? Um, God, you're... Oh! Like, how can I... (laughs) God! How can I pick? Well, I can tell you I just... Just, just Almost, I'm uh, at the end of Summer Sisters right now, um, but uh, What's my...
0: Summer Sisters about? Because uh, I have a
1: oh, Summer Sisters is about these two, these two girls that that, that they they meet. It's it's similar to Beaches. Have you seen the movie Beaches? It's similar to that. It's it's No, good. but I'll have to check it out. Uh, Beaches with Bette Midler. Uh, yeah, check it out. It's really, yeah, really good. Check out the older 80s version. They have, a, they have a new version, but check out the one with Bette, Bette Midler first. Uh, okay. It's like a saga of these two friends. But if your listeners are interested, actually, in what I'm reading... I have a Facebook page called Rachel's Reads that if they follow me on Facebook, they can get, or even if they don't follow me because it's public, they can go to my Rachel's Reads page and see what I'm reading. That's I, awesome. Yeah, so they can see what I'm reading. They can even suggest books request books because every
0: everyone go to her Facebook page Rachel Rachels,
1: Rachel's reads.
0: reads and see what she's reading again that's Rachel's reads go to her Facebook page and see what she's reading you guys want to stay tuned and tap in with that because Rachel's awesome
1: I'm i I'm, I'm a total reader I read everything
0: <laughs> okay so
1: rachel's
0: go-to scripture
1: oh god um oh i have so many i love um
0: what's one what's one that you constantly go back to like when rachel is going through a tough season or a storm what's a scripture that you go back to
1: Psalms uh, one thirty nine. I will praise thee, O Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, because in Exodus, uh, and in the book of Exodus, when Moses, uh, when Moses is on the bush and it, not on the bush, but talking to the burning bush, and he gets, yeah.
0: up, he in gets. The bu- And the bush is not consumed, but
1: it's burning. He, um, God says to, God, he gives all these excuses and he says, the lame and the deaf, I made them too. That is is one of my all-time favorite scriptures.
0: Yes, um,
1: It it just, because it shows me that he, he... He made me with what I needed. Right. So he made me how he saw me. And right. he, he didn't make me deficient in any way.
0: Yes, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. I always say on my pod, because I want to be clear, I'm not a Bible scholar, but I do love him. Like, I don't know the Bible front to back. I do not but
1: nobody, 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 nobody does, but, um, but I think, I think because I had such self, um, self-esteem issues, um, I need to constantly remind myself that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I
0: think, I think all of society needs to constantly do that. Yeah. You know? Um, I know your faith is important to you. When did you know for yourself that God was real? Like, what was that moment? What was going on in your life where you encountered God for yourself? Maybe not your parents, you know, relationship with God, but you started cultivating your own. When was that moment in Rachel's life?
1: Uh... That moment for me, oh, this is painful to talk about now because it involves the same person, but um, um, I was sitting in the sanctuary at the same church, and Mm. uh, this pastor embraced me, and then I felt... And I felt it was God's hands embracing me. And when all this happened, God said to me, I am still the same. Yeah. Don't look at him as the cause. He was the person I used, but I am still the same. I'm still God.
0: Right. I'm I'm immutable, which means I can't change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he said, don't let this experience sour you on me cuz unfortunately people can't differentiate God from human beings. Yeah. And, I, yeah. yeah. And, I, and and people often mistake uh human love for God's love. Human love is not God's love. Human love is fickle.
0: Or I know I know for me, when, you know, something happens, I'm like, I mean, you always hear this. Like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't want to portray that. But you always hear the the scripture where it says the enemy is not of the flesh. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities. And it's like, but when you go through something, you're like, but, God, that you hurt me and I'm really angry. <laughs> like, you know how what? do I get over that?
1: You know what? It, it's okay to be angry. It's okay yeah. to question. It's okay. Because God takes you as you are. He mm-hmm. walks with you as you are. He's with you as you are. He cries with you. He does things. And life happens, unfortunately. Yes. And, and, you know, sometimes just walk with him through it. Like, what I always tell people is um, he'll walk you through your journey. Yeah. He'll walk with, with you throughout the pain. So... You don't need to know how. You just need to keep on walking. Yeah.
0: I I remember there was an instance where me and my family were going through something. And God literally, the day before Thanksgiving that year, God literally, like, turned
1: it around. And, like... Oh make
0: yeah, fight I, I again!
1: <laughs> I can tell you stories upon stories. We'd be here for years if I told you all the
0: stories. Yeah,
1: that God came through for me. Yeah, but, yeah. But I think what people need to do is just keep on walking. And people, um, when something happens, they blame God. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? For me, it's like, why not me? I'm human. So I don't ask why me anymore. I say why not me? And whatever I go through God, it has it had to go through you first. Because yes. when when the sorry to get biblical here, but when the devil no, Get Biblical, please when the devil wanted to bother Job in Job chapter 1, he had to go through God first. Yes. So, God, any,
0: any time it, the actual, God is the one who's said to the devil, have you, you know, tried my, you servant my servant Job. Yeah, have so, you cons- so, considered my
1: servant Job. So, God brought that up. Yeah. So, when the devil is messing with you, right it's because God knows you can handle it, yeah, you can handle what he's doing, and and I'm here to say to somebody out there, it won't break you, whatever you're going through right now, it won't break you
0: yeah i I know one of the things my mom would say to me is God putting, wouldn't put, you know, any more on us than what we can bear, what we can handle. I remember, like, um, losing my, my grandmother, and I was at school, and I ended up, I was in a, like, a session, you know, focused, doing some breathing exercises, and, like, I remember breaking down and, you know, uh, the teacher or the person that was helping me with that therapy session, she allowed me to call my mom and, you know, I was in tears because of my grandma and my mom said that exact same thing to me, that God wouldn't put more on us basically than what we can bear, meaning he knows what we can handle.
1: So Sometimes yeah. he, he breaks you to build you. Yeah. So he breaks you down, not so he can be broken, but he breaks you to build you. And it's the process of broken. It's from the process of brokenness to the building. It's the in between that's horrible because you're wondering what the heck is going on yeah but but just know for anyone out there if he's breaking you, he's getting ready to build you, yeah, and not only build you but build those around you as well, and spread spread his grace and his favor to those around you too,
0: yeah yeah it's it's that really is. What it is, and like I said on my pod, and I want to be clear, because I'm not. Again, I repeat this intentionally. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not a saint. But, I'm not.
1: I'm not a Bible scholar nor a saint either.
0: But I do trust him, and I do believe in him, as imperfect as I am. So,
1: but we're all but melissa we're all learning none of us are righteous all of our all of our righteousness is as filthy rags it's nothing
0: yeah to him yeah
1: so we we are all in that same situation just because i when the bible call, it doesn't mean anything it just means I know more from the books but that doesn't mean anything when it comes to life stuff so I go through stuff just like you do
0: yes you do um
1: yeah everybody it, goes through stuff And yeah. if people are not like if people are acting like they're not going through anything they're lying <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, speaking of that, and then we'll get to the, like, last two questions, but I want you to speak to the idea of vulnerability and how, because I always talk about this on my pod, how it's okay to express vulnerability. Talk about the idea of expressing vulnerability from Rachel's standpoint.
1: Oh, I think vulnerability is is essential. Um, yeah. I think I think to be vulnerable is to be is to be human, because um, in the Garden of Adam and Eve, they were when they ate the fruit. Um, they became ashamed of their nakedness. And I think the reason why we're ashamed to be vulnerable is because we're afraid for people to see us naked. But what we don't, what emotionally naked is, but what we don't realize is our nakedness is the thing that helps people. Our vulnerability is what helps people. I was watching a sermon one day um, by someone we both love, and he was so vulnerable about ministry and about the toil. I thought I was the only one, but to see this person as as, um, big as he is, have the same struggles as me, and yeah. when, it, when it comes to preaching, it was like, well, I can do this Then, If he's feeling like that, I can definitely do this. Yeah, and I because, think... Uh, because vulnerability answers the question or makes the statement, it's not just me. And it frees people. Vulnerability yeah. is, is the number one thing. That frees people in life. Now, I'm not, um, now, I'm going to say this, though. Although vulnerability frees people, you need to be careful who you're vulnerable around because uh, vulnerability requires trust. Yes. And and it requires just a complete knowing it's it's wonderful and essential to be vulnerable but just be aware we're being vulnerable too
0: well you could be vulnerable in a diary like you can get it all out in a diary I mean I have a diary on my on my iPad it's good to just release your emotions like I've said on my part on numerous occasions yeah. that I've I've been to therapy several times. Therapy is very. Uh, I
1: I've I've been to therapy too. I was I was in therapy at the age of I think eight. Yeah, yeah. I was in therapy from very young.
0: Right. I'm very. I always say this. I'm very blessed to have parents who believe in the power of
1: therapy. Oh yes. My mom put me in therapy too uh, when I was young. So I totally believe in the power of therapy. Because because, um, I forget what uh, Dr. Anita Phillips, but but she says something like, prayer is the source, but therapy is the strategy. Something like that. I got the quote wrong, but yeah, her, her name is Dr. Anita Phillips, and she's a Christian from us there. But she's a yes, woman. She's,
0: she, a, she's phenomenal. You know,
1: she's
0: how a, I, you know, how woman. I got in of who she was was, and I don't want to cut you off, but how I got you know put on to Anita Phillips was because I love Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. And they're really close, so that's who I, how I learned who she was.
1: Oh, uh, um, me, I, I, uh, I, um, I followed Bishop Jakes on YouTube, and one yes, day, YouTube. one day, she was doing a sermon uh, called uh, "Good Ground," and from that sermon, I got put onto her amazing amazing mm. person. amazing
0: amazing person um, mm. talk to me about rachel's favorite movie like what's your oh, movie?
1: oh god I now you're you're asking that to a future filmmaker um oh god I, I have so many favorite movies uh but but one, I'm par- I'm partial to. Um, I la- I like everything from the chick flick Double- W movies to um, to the Green Mile to the Walk to Remember uh, to the Tyler Perry movies. Oh God. I'm going to work with him one day, and Devon Franklin. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I absolutely
1: love Devon Franklin. I, I. love Devon Franklin too. He's amazing. Yes, and I'm go. I'm going to work with him. I I I, I, I already have it in my head, the the script we yeah. on together. Yes. So anyway. Um, but that's me as a creator. My mind never stops, whether it's a sermon, whether it's, you know, a book, whether it's a play, whether it's whatever it is, whether it's a song, whatever it is.
0: Uh, favorite television series?
1: Oh, um, I, I'm partial to The Voice. But I did watch the American Idol. Uh, I have been watching Ian e- 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 Tongi on American Idol. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal. But That's usually it's the voice.
0: That's uh, awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, but I have been watching Ian e- Tongi. I've been going down the Ian Tongi train. For, like, about two weeks now.
0: Have you been watching this latest season of The Voice?
1: Yes. Yes, I have.
0: If you could sing... This isn't on on my list of questions, but I just want to know, since you said that, if you could sing, whose team would you be on and why?
1: I think I... I love them them all, but I think it would be between Reba and John. I yeah. love I love Reba because of because of her faith and because of, she seems like a, such a wonderful person. And John, well, he's just a genius all around. I'd love to write with him. i'd yeah. love, I'd love to get in the – because remember I told you I write songs. So I'd love to write. Yeah. There's a couple people I want to write with, like Dan and Shay and um, Hunter Hayes. I'd love to get into Stephen Furtick. I want to... Um, yes, yeah, my, my dream would be to write with Elevation Worship. That would be my favorite dream. <laughs> oh,
0: Rachel, we gotta make that happen.
1: To write with Chris Brown and Stephen Furtick and uh, Chandler Moore and oh yes, yes that would be my fever dream. Yes, um... and Brandon Lake and all of those wonderful guys. And see, when I get to where, when I get to where God is taking me, I want to work with both. <laughs> Uh, the Christian and secular public. Because I've always been told you can't serve two masters, you can't do Christian films and secular films, but I think, how could you, if you want to go into all the world, how can you be afraid to go into the world? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Like, But we're supposed that, thinking that this is Christian, this is not, this is secular, this is, like, I don't think God puts those parameters. I think we put those parameters on to protect ourselves.
0: No, because I think you can, Um, and shout out to Pastor Michael Todd, because I think he does this well, where it's like, yes, we love God, but he, yeah. even, he even talked about, you know, people, n- and like, not being able to really, I want to say, like, relate necessarily to maybe, you know, church music, and nothing against gospel in that way, but it's like, he's like they hear they come in here and they don't hear anything that sounds like what they're used to he, I, said, I, he said that in the sermon he preached called uh because it was flood sunday where a bunch of people were
2: baptized
0: yeah yeah and yeah, that was awesome to watch but yeah he said that during that day and it, i think it's true like People, I,
1: I, things, I, I, I like, I, I like both Christian films and secular films. I like <laughs> everything. I like to read everything from Karen Kingsbury, who is a Christian artist, to uh, T.J., who is um, a romance writer.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
1: I like, I like everything in between. I like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, but I also like uh, Kirk Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. And it doesn't, it, our boxes for what God will, you know, I think we need to realize that there are no boxes. And not to say that I'm saying everybody can do everything, but I'm saying some people are gifted to do certain things. Whereas some people are not, and if you're not, stay away from it. Well, you know.
0: Well, yeah, not not necessarily stay away from it, but understand that God has something for you. Like for me, I yeah. know, yeah. I know, I know a bunch of people, and I've said this on my part. I am aware that there are millions of people with podcasts out here, right? But I feel and I know that my purpose, and I've said this on my pop before, and I'll say it again. And I reiterate things, you know, constantly over and over on purpose. It's intentional when I do it in this case, because I want people to know that they're not by themselves. That's my whole purpose is to let people on this planet besides myself know that they're not by themselves, to let everyone on the planet know that they're not alone. And, That's my
1: whole purpose. And people need to, to know that because you know how many people feel alone? And, yeah. when, and when I said, um, and when, let me clarify something, when I said just leave it, I'm like, well, if if you, if that's not your thing, if you don't agree, that's okay. You don't have to do it. Yeah, you, know, you can, you know, you can. if if you feel like I I can't listen to secular music because of what it leads me to, then don't. Yeah. You, you and, know, if you, and if you feel like I can't watch a certain movie because it leads me to a dark place, then don't. But don't tell everybody that they can't do this or doing this is unholy because right. it doesn't fit your box.
0: Your definition of what holy is and godly is, because I know for me, I I listen to both.
1: Secular, I love I love I love I love both. I love music and I I, no.
0: I listen to Chris Brown, I listen to Elevation Worship, I listen to Kirk Franklin, I listen to Neo, I listen
1: to Usher. I I I, love it. I I love it all. I love it all I, and I think and I think all music is <laughs> is beautiful, but if it's, a stu- if it's a stumbling block for you don't do it yeah you know it, know it, what god has designed you to do know what god's parameters are for you cuz god has so many children and each child is different yes right anybody i have two nephews i don't have any children but I have two nephews. Uh, one nephew is very outgoing and one nephew is not. One nephew is very independent, one nephew is not. Do you think my sister disciplines them the same? No! Because they're not the same children. And what? God God doesn't do the same thing with with his children that he... God doesn't do the same thing with me as he does with you because we're two different people. Now, now he does have similar, um, sub-similar things that he expects of us all, but most most things I found are, you know, very individual. Right. Very individual. Yeah. That's the one thing about preaching I've learned is that when I preach a sermon, I'm not talking to every particular person. No. I'm just talking to a few people that will hear me. So I so I always pray God let the people that hear me get something from it. Because I know I'm not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah. You know? My style's not for everybody, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's like with Carl Flakeman. He's not for everybody, but I truly think he's amazing. I think he's a legend. I respect Oh,
1: him. Oh, I think he's an amazing human being. Not only just a legend, but I think as a, <laughs> on a human level, he's an amazing man. Yes. I, I, and I and I'd love to get into, into the studio with him too, <laughs> yeah, and right <write. laughs>
0: yeah, Same. I would I would love to have him on my podcast, but um, cause I went to go see him live with uh, and just like we were just talking about, like secular music and you know gospel music, he was on tour when I went to go see him with uh Ledisi. Yeah, let us see. And I believe he had a major with him as well. And um, that's awesome. He was—he's one of the most energetic. Like when it was his time to come out on the stage, he literally ran. You know, he's one of the most energetic performers you will ever see, and. Uh, I just love him. I think he's really, really dope. But
1: oh, he's awesome. I'd love to get into a writing room with him.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Um What I mean by writing room? I mean songwriting.
0: Y- yes. Yes, I, so... I understand. But thank you, Rachel, for joining me today. Uh, do you have any
1: more questions?
0: No, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Do you mind if I pray for your, you and your <coughs> listeners?
0: Oh, yes, please do that.
1: Okay. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time together. Lord Jesus, bless Melissa and bless this podcast. And let, it, let your name go around the world and Lord, Whatever issues of me- mental health that she confronts um, on this podcast or whatever issues that she confronts on this podcast, let it be, Lord God, that it helps so many people. Just take it far and wide. It's wow. in your hands. We bless you in the name of Jesus. And I, and I pray today for everybody listening there'll be a spirit of healing and restoration and I declare that something that we've said will free someone today, will help someone today and they can say that it was good for them to be here listening to this podcast. Yes. We give you all the praise and all the glory and and I wish Melissa continued success in all that she does and I declare that That she will feel an extra blessing on this podcast of you just being with her. Send the right guests, Lord God. Send the right people, Lord God. Open doors, oh God. Restore, heal, deliver, set free. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Rachel.
1: Oh, I, you're welcome. Anytime, I, really anytime.
0: I really appreciate you uh carving out time out of your busy schedule for me. Thank you and
1: oh and, anytime.
0: Glad to help. Listen to me. Um it is always a pleasure talking to you brothers on my pod and you gotta come back we gotta do more this can't be the only you know episode no, when, I
1: got, when I got that project going we'll come back and hopefully I'll have a few guests <laughs> with me yes
0: um yes pre- please bring guests let's, let's make it a family thing it, um I adore you, so thank you for taking the time out to come talk with me and just, like, introduce yourself to my audience. I think they're really going to enjoy this, so thank you so very
1: much. Oh, oh, um, do you want my Facebook handle and everything?
0: Yeah, you you can shout out your socials, yes, please. Okay,
1: so... My Facebook is Rachel R A C H E L Esdale E um, S D A I L L E on Facebook uh, X, which is was Twitter, and my Instagram is a bit different. It's it's flats fan thirty three, so it's F A T S Fan thirty three on Instagram. So it's Rachel Esdale on Twitter and Facebook and what and Flats fan thirty three on Instagram. All small letter. <laughs> and it's and it's also uh, Rachel Esdale on YouTube. So if you just type in Rachel S. on YouTube, you'll see my YouTube page as well.
0: Yeah, and um, any last words of wisdom for anybody that will hear
1: this, Rachel? Um, just um, love God and keep his commandments, like Solomon said. Yes. In uh- Ecclesiastes.
0: Yes. um, Like I said, I don't want to betray that I'm a Bible scholar. I don't. And I keep saying that because I don't want people to get the wrong impression and be like, oh, she's really knowledgeable about scripture. I don't know every scripture, but I do believe it. And I want to get to the point where I'm Constantly, you know, feeding my subscription. Like I put two Bible apps on my iPad just so I can, you know, have time spend time with him. I have an audio version and one that I can read. But I just want to clarify that, as I do time and time again, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't know the Bible front to back. But I just wanted to clarify that.
1: And no. Again. Nobody nobody does. I'm not one either. We're all we're all learning. And yeah. going. So oh I will Rachel for talking to me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure being here. Goodbye I... to your listeners.
0: Yes. Thank. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome.
0: Okay. Guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it beats you. And I hope that you are blessed by it. Thanks again to Rachel for joining me and taking time out to to be here. Now, I'm about to turn my voice command on, on my iPad to control it, so if you hear me talking, that's what I'm doing, but again, thanks to Rachel, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, wake up, wake up, go home. 38. Bye everyone. Thanks again to Rachel.